Central New York, and hello, hockey fans all across the internet, and welcome to the Central New York Hockey Report podcast. I'm your host, Scott Kinville, and you know, this is a show that's a little bit different. If you were watching last week, you'll notice that I wasn't in the studio. But, but your, your Furby was. My Furby was here, <laughs> I'm, but I'm replacing the Furby. I'm back, folks. I'm back in the studio. Dave the Save's feeling better. I'm feeling better. And yeah. we're back to normal. I'm back. All right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad to see that you're feeling better, buddy. Yes, I am. That was, that was some weird stuff. Well, hey, you know what, though? It takes more than that to keep Dave the Save. Done, I know. Though. I know. Yep. <laughs> Did the show anyway with your guest. Yeah, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Little Furby guy. Well, you know what they say. The show must go on. It is. All right. So yeah. make it go on. That's right. Well, that's what we're going to do. So, anyways, this week, we have got the head coach of the Morrisville Mustangs women's hockey team, Mr. John Briggs, joining us. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you guys so much for having me. No, I'd really like, we really appreciate you coming on. So, is it uh, as chilly out there in Morrisville as it is here in Little Falls? Oh, yeah, it's it's freezing. Um, <laughs> supposed to, it's supposed to be reaching reaching down to the single digits, I think, today and tomorrow. So, not looking forward to that too much. No, not at all. But I guess you know we're upstate New York. We we're gonna have to deal with it in January, right? Yeah, yeah. Should have expected it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. So let's get talking some hockey here. So you're right in the middle of your season right now. And before we get diving into this season, uh, get, us and our viewers want to know a little bit more about you. So tell us a little bit about your hockey background. Yeah. So uh, you know what? It, it's it's funny. I, I was never never a great hockey player here. Just just being fully honest. Um, you know, I played, played throughout high school. And then when I was younger, um, kind of always knew I wanted to coach. That was, that was always the route I wanted to go. Uh, I have a lot of family that are involved in coaching, um, mainly on the figure skating side. So funny enough, I actually started off in figure skates before I, I, uh, put on the hockey skates for the first time. But, uh, once I put on the hockey skates, they, they never came off. Um, so after, after high school, I was lucky enough to have the opportunity to go overseas, uh, go over to the UK, uh, which is where some of my family's from actually originally. Uh, so got to go over there, uh, play some junior hockey there. Um, but you know, about, about a year later, quickly after I realized that, listen, I, it's not the career path for me. What is, is, is on the coaching side. So, uh, I was just fortunate enough to realize that, you know, sooner rather than later and, and kind of got got into coaching at, at a pretty young age. So uh, really fortunate that, that I was able to have all those experiences and get overseas and, um, you know, be able to, to figure that out. So tell us a little bit about that because, you know, most players, you know, they'll, they'll play their junior hockey or, you know, North America. So how did you end up in the UK? Yeah. So uh, like I said, I, I have family that's originally from over there. Uh, so my dad actually um, was an Olympic figure skater for Great Britain. Um, oh, so wow. okay. his whole family, um, runs a figure skating rink and a figure skating program over in the UK. Um, so out of that same rink happened to be a, uh, junior and a professional Scottish national league team. Uh, so I kind of had some connections hmm. there and that was pretty fortunate that I was, you know, kind of put into touch with them. Um, right out of high school, I ended up going to Europe. So I, I really didn't want to spend much time away from, from school. Like I said, you know, I was I was never the best hockey player, so uh, it wasn't worth wasting too much time in in you know North America trying to pretend I could play hockey and <laughs> at a high level. It just just wasn't in the cards. Um, so when I got over there, you know, um, it was it was pretty pretty nice, pretty simple having those connections and kind of got right right stuck in it. So uh, it was all good. No, no kidding. So what was what were some of the biggest differences that you noticed from the European game to the North American game? Yeah. So. Uh, 
obviously there's a bunch. Um, I will say at the at the junior level, one of the odd things um, is that the rink regulations were a lot different. I know that's not exactly what you're probably asking, but um, no, it's, know, it's 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 actually something to think about, really. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, I remember playing at one rink that was probably about a. 140 feet long um and oh, probably wow. about 60 feet wide um so had to keep your head up on that one for sure that one was a little bit hard hitting and and uh it was a little bit a little bit different um but i would say you know one of the things that surprised me most was was the speed the speed was there you know you watch the the scottish national league and and it was great to see that that teams from over the uk which obviously doesn't have a a massive standing in hockey right now it's growing right. Sure, um, but sure. to see that the speed was there and and that they had players that that were competing at, at a really high level was good to see. So that was something I was surprised that that wasn't too different than North America. Okay, yeah, that's that's interesting. And you know, you bring up the dimensions of the rinks because you're right. In the UK, I mean, hockey doesn't have the the huge following that it does in the rest of Europe. So you're pretty much taking what rinks you can get. I'm imagining. Oh yeah, yeah. Travel travel was was a lot and. Uh, but, you know, rinks were far and few between. Okay. Well, and you know what? Besides uh, the hockey and the figure skating, I see you're also quite the golfer. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely, definitely used to be quite the golfer. Uh, kind of taking a step back since I've taken this job at Morrisville. Um, but prior prior to taking this job, I was an assistant pro at, at two different golf courses for, say, about six years combined or so. Um, so, again, got into the business very young. COVID kind of propelled me into that business and, uh, I was just kind of lucky to get to get you know into that spot that I was. All right, well that's very, that's very interesting that you know you gave up becoming a professional golfer to become a professional hockey coach. Yeah. So tell us uh, tell us about your first coaching jobs and, and how you got into all this. Yeah, so um, again, you know, just just was really fortunate with the uh, age that I was when I started coaching um, and the opportunities that I was afforded. Uh, so during COVID, I, I went to school at SUNY Cortland. I, I should probably mention that. So mm-hmm. I went to school at SUNY Cortland once I graduated or once I transferred out of out of Europe. Um, so I went to school in, uh, at Cortland and I was a sports coaching major. So once COVID hit, um, I was a junior at the time when it really hit and we got sent home. Um, and I was like, OK, I'm going to complete my intern. Cut out a little bit here. So we'll give them just a second here to see if we can uh, figure out what's going on there. Um, but in the meantime, until that internet comes back in, that is really interesting. You think about it. I mean, that's definitely a different path, right? Going over to the UK to figure or to play the game and to, uh, to continue your career. Here. Oh, I think I'm back. Oh, Can you you're back. Okay, we're back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. No, you're I, good. I, I'm sure. I'm sure I did something wrong. I'm not very good with technology, so I'm sure I clicked <laughs> the wrong button or something. That's okay. Um, you're, young, you're a young guy. Come on, you should be all over <laughs> I that. I know. I know. That's what everyone says. And I'll tell you what. I'm the worst with technology. The worst you'll ever see with it. Um, Listen, but, don't don't feel bad. That's why I got Dave over here because I would be doing the same thing. It's all good. <laughs> there we go. Um, should I continue? Or are you good with? Uh, your- so yeah, you, you went to SUNY Cortland. That's where it kind of cut out. Yeah. So I went to SUNY Cortland. Uh, Junior year, um, COVID hit real hard and, you know, we were back home. Schools were kind of shutting down. Uh, everything was online. So I was able to do my internship back at home and there was a brand new women's hockey program starting um, a varsity high school team uh, starting in section one, which is all the way down, you know, Rockland County, New York yep. um, and uh, named the Rockland Rockies. So it was their first year. They were looking for some help, so I ended up doing all my volunteer hours there. Had a ton of fun there, um, being a part of their first ever game in Section One history, um, and kind of kind of got started there 
uh, as my first full-time coaching job, you know, okay. full-time hour-wise and, and practice-wise. Um, then once COVID kind of stopped and, you know, stopped being a, a loose term, but once we got <laughs> back to school and and we were back at Cortland, um, again, just just kind of, uh, you know, right place, right time kind of thing. You know, walked into Rick Filgara's office, the head coach over at Cortland, and, and now I was a senior, so I was still in school full-time student uh walked into his office you know all dressed up and and with my resume in hand ready to go and and he was like hey wh- what do you want to do and I was like listen I'll hold I'll hold the camera for 25 games I just want to be involved I love hockey this is the career path I want to be um and fortunate enough his assistant coach actually just left so he was filled with the you know he needed an assistant coach he offered me that job um and that opportunity so you know obviously I took that quicker than he offered it sure, um, sure. And, right place uh, right time though <laughs> Yeah, and that's how I got into that role. So that was uh, about two years ago, my senior year. Um, and then after that, you know, I got hired for that full-time job once I did graduate with Cortland. So uh, we had a bit of success over there. Um, obviously, you know, not all of the success we wanted, but but a little bit. And, uh, you know, that kind of led me open when this job opened up at Morrisville. Uh, definitely applied. You know, again, fortunate that I was, you know, given the opportunity to, to go through the interview process, get on campus, and, and eventually, you know, get the job. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that must, you know, must have been a heck of a process too, considering, you know, Cortland and Morrisville are, are, are conference rivals. Um, you were at Cortland for two seasons, I believe. Uh, let's see. Um, you got some accolades. We were there too. I think uh, like a coach of the year. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 No, we did. Uh, I believe that was uh, the first year, 2021, 20, 22, I believe it was. Um, so we had, we had a really good season that year. We actually had two, two very good seasons. Um, you know, again, it, it was a great learning experience and, and to walk away with, with some, you know, some titles like that and stuff, uh, you know, was obviously pretty nice. Very nice. Absolutely. So when you came to Morrisville this season, you also brought one of your former players with you. Yeah. Mon- Monica's fantastic. Um, you know, it, it's funny you mentioned that because again, you know, she was kind of right place, right time. Um, she wanted to enter the police Academy. Um, she ended up, not getting her hip surgery that she needed. Um, and funny enough, I just called her about a week after she knew she wasn't getting that hip surgery. I had no clue. Um, and she was, you know, again, really fortunate to get that opportunity. And and uh, I couldn't be happier. She's been doing such a fantastic job here. Uh, you know, the girls, she's obviously younger than me, which is hard to do at, at this age. But uh, <laughs> she's 22. She's a, she's a year younger than me. And uh, the girls love her. Um, you know, they, they have, they build relate. She's built relationships in, in that different way, being so young and, and just so fortunate to have her here. Wow. So you're only 23 years old. Yeah. Only 23. My goodness. He, he's, he's twice I, as young I told, as I am. Told you he was a young pup. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, seriously though, that's gotta be a, a pretty good advantage for you being younger. I mean, being almost right in that same age range really as your players. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it, it definitely is. Um, um, you know, obviously, you know, being up with the lingo and all that kind of stuff that all the girls have is definitely nice. Uh, you know, I don't feel lost in the conversations when they're talking to me. Um, but in general, no, me and Monica, we, we definitely have that advantage where uh, we, we get to build relationships at a very high level with these girls. Um, you know, we understand what they're going through. We just got out of college. Uh, Monica understands that grind of being an NCAA athlete and, and being in school. And, and that's just something that's very unique for us. And, and I think our girls love it. Um, and again, Monica just does such a good job with it. So just super fortunate to have her here. Yeah. I mean, I have two daughters at home and I, 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 I gotta be honest. Sometimes I just gotta look at my wife and say, translate because I got no idea what they just said to me. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> Trust me, I'm only, I'm only, you know, like I said, I'm only 23, but even I get lost in the conversation sometimes. So like, I'm fortunate to keep up about 85% of the time. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the, at the website here and there's uh, Jason Briggs is on your staff as well. He's a volunteer skating coach. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's my dad. Um, you know, obviously we talked about it. I mentioned it before. Um, you know, he skated in the, uh, 92 Olympics for Great Britain. Um, and then he ended up coming over to the U S and training here. And, um, you know, he does this, you know, for a living, he, he teaches skating for a living, a lot of figure skaters, but, uh, he's coached some notable hockey players. I'm not, you know, not sure if you, uh, familiar with Kyle Palmieri he's with oh, the yes. New York Islanders right now uh so he was he, he was his skating coach when he was younger a uh, couple of division one men NCAA champions uh he's coached when they were younger that came out of that Rockland County area um so he, he doesn't live up in Morrisville so we're lucky to have him come up about three four times a year um but when he does he does about two days with the girls and and they love it a lot of edge work a lot of uh funky little skating things but uh the girls definitely get challenged that's really cool though and, and when you think about it and i suppose this would be more of a question for him but actually incorporating figure skating into hockey skating has got to be another huge advantage because it's really a, it's a whole different mechanic oh yeah it, it's definitely uh it's a definitely different type of skating obviously your blade's different on that figure skate you got that toe pick and stuff like that um but in general their edges are, are phenomenal what many people don't know is that figure skaters could you know, for, for a large majority skate circles around hockey players. I mean, they are phenomenal skaters. Um, and so to be able to have that, that type of training from a, a coach who, you know, currently is coaching Olympic figure skaters and figure skating to figure skaters who are trying to, you know, make it to that, that national level um, and being able to, to do that same training or similar training is, is something very unique and something very special. Um, you know, again, can't, you know, can't, can't knock out how great it is for the girls. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you bring up a great point about that too, because I can't imagine hockey players trying to do some of the moves that figure skaters do on ice. There's just no way. <laughs> no, trust me. Like I said, I started in figure skates. Why do you think I put on the hockey? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So you're in your first season here at Morrisville. So when you come in this season, what were some of the ideas and some of the things that you wanted to implement into this program? Uh, you know, um, the biggest thing for me, uh, being a young coach, we talked about it, being able to relate to the girls, having a young assistant coach. Uh, biggest thing for me is that that we built a, a strong culture of, of girls who wanted to be here. Um, that was the most important thing. I, I felt as if, you know, in the past, they definitely had their struggles. And, and coming in here, we just wanted to make sure that the girls understood, hey, listen, this could be a process, but how do we start this process? Right. We make sure everyone wants to be here. We make sure everyone's having the best college experience they could possibly have. And whatever I can do to, to, you know, you know, make that college experience better is something that I'm willing to do. Um, so we really dug deep on the cultural end and uh, we've, we've really built a, a, you know, a strong and different culture than I've ever seen before on teams that I've played or coached um, just, just with, you know, the way the girls treat each other, the way the girls are involved within the community and, and the, you know, the drive they have to, to get better, be here and continue to get involved with the community. It's, it's all, you know, pretty fascinating and, and definitely something that we really tried to, to get going as soon as we got here. Yeah, absolutely. And that is so important to get buy-in from everybody because, you know, I mean, sometimes you, you see it, you know, 
they're looking at it more like a stepping stone. Okay, what's the next step? Okay, you know, I'll do my thing here, and then I'm going to go. Uh, that's so important to make sure that everybody's on board, like you just said. Uh, so this season, really, so far, so good. You're eight seven and zero. Uh, you're playing in a very tough Suniac conference, though. I honestly, I don't think the Suniac gets enough credit for just how tough it is. Oh yeah, I agree. Um, the Suniac itself is, is in my opinion, the best conference in the nation at the Division three level. Um, I never shy away from saying that. I tell you know every girl I talk to who I try to recruit, I, I tell them, listen, if you're going to be here, you got to get ready for battle 25 games a year. Um, you know, having, having three teams who, who either have received those votes or, or are currently national ranked is, is something that's really special. You know, Cortland beating number 12 Amira last night just kind of shows the strength of, of where this conference is at absolutely. and where it's going. Canton is, is, you know, absolutely thriving and they're doing a fantastic job. So we, we really don't have any games off. Um, you know, and, and our non-league schedule doesn't get easier. You know, we, we played Hamilton, we played Kobe, we, we dug deep into some of those NESCAC teams. And, uh, you know, we do that on purpose. We get ready for these big games against Plattsburgh, Cortland, Oswego, you know, by playing these big non-conference teams as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that that's it's funny because I ask a lot of coaches that same question. You know, it's would you rather be playing a tough conference or non-conference schedule or a tough schedule overall? And to a person, they're always like, yes, because it prepares you for later on in the season. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and listen, you know, I mentioned it before you go back to that college experience, the girls love to play those big games. They don't want to be in, in games where, where, uh, you know, it's not competitive one way or another. They want to compete at the highest level. And, and, you know, that's what the SUNYAC offers. It, it really is, you know, like I said, and, and I'll say it again, I really do believe it's the best conference in the nation. Um, and I think it gets, you know, right now it's getting led by, by that team that, you know, has won a lot of national championships uh, in, in Plattsburgh. And it's definitely a, you know, a great contest. We just went up there this last weekend and uh, we battled hard um, and, and we had a lot of fun. So that's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. And, and of course, having been at Cortland and now at Morrisville, you've made plenty of trips up there to Plattsburgh. Uh, any hairy bus rides up there, given it's uh, you're traveling through winter conditions? You know what? I, I We're pretty lucky. I don't think we've ever had to drive through the snow too much. I will say last year when I was at Cortland, uh, it was when that was, it was that really cold weekend where the wind chill was ridiculous. And I, I want to say it was negative 40 wind chill up in Plattsburgh. Uh, so we were overnight that, that trip and we had to keep the bus running the whole trip. We had to, it, it was a lot that went into it, but uh, luckily we've never driven through the a snow or any, or blizzard, anything like that. So definitely a little fortunate with that. Yeah, no kid, Right. And you know, I almost stopped. You said, say no more because I don't want to curse you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I got to stop. Luckily we've done the trip this year. We don't, we don't have to go, uh, you know, back up there for an overnight for another year. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right. So, you know, I, like I said, winning record so far this season, what are some of the things that has impressed you the most about the play of the Mustangs this season? Yeah. Um, you know what? I definitely don't want to sit here and take too much credit. Listen, the, it's, it's the girls, the girls are doing the correct things off the ice and that's translating to doing the correct things on the ice. Um, you know, we, we've been winning. Uh, because of, you know, that hard work that the girls have put in. I think, you know, that really goes into exactly what I think impresses me the most, which is their work ethic. You know, the amount that they want to get better, the amount that they want to compete at those high levels. Um, you know, the, the best games for them this year were those Kobe, Hamilton, Oswego, Cortland, Plattsburgh games where where we had that high competition. That's what they look for most. That's that's what brings out their best games. So um, definitely that work ethic has, has really impressed me. Um, and that's something that I, I think is – you know, definitely 
hard to come by. It's not something every team has, and it, it's something that, again, just super fortunate to to be able to walk into a place where the girls are are willing to work at at a different level and find a new gear as the year continues. Yeah, absolutely. And it goes right back to what we were just talking about. You know, everybody buying in. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's that's what it's all about. And and having you know, we have a very small roster this year. Um, having having fifteen, sixteen skaters who are all barred in who are all bought in makes a big difference. Yeah, no doubt about it. So listen, the, the Mustangs are very involved in the community. They, they are, I mean, it's just impressive what you guys do. And uh, this Friday, you, you got a huge game coming up. Uh, your alma mater is coming to town, Cortland. Uh, you got the make a wish game. So tell us a little bit about that if you would. Yeah. So uh, really excited about this weekend. Um, you know, Make-A-Wish was something that, that we started back at Cortland. Uh, Rick Rick does a great job with it. Um, and it was something where we tried to get the, the league involvement and, and the league a little bit more involved. So one of the first things I came, you know, did when I came over here, you know, from from a community perspective was set up that Make-A-Wish game. So, um, you know, we're lucky enough that Cortland comes to us for our Make-A-Wish game. And then actually on Saturday, we're going to be traveling to them for their Make-A-Wish game. Um you know, the actual game itself is fantastic. Uh, all over our social media right now, if you look, we have uh, some, you know, stories of some, you know, children who have gone through Make-A-Wish. You know, one of our big things is to raise awareness for what Make-A-Wish actually is. Um, a lot of people do think it's, you know, for those terminally ill children. And and don't get me wrong, that, you know, definitely plays a part into it. But it's also for those children who who don't have an outlet right now, who who have to sit there and go through chemotherapy or go through something that that is unimaginable for anybody an adult doesn't matter children an adult it's unimaginable for and uh they get that relief you know one of our one of our families who who we talked to said it perfectly it it was it was the first time they felt like they could go and not put her her you know disease at the forefront and they could worry about themselves and have fun and and that's what make wish really is so you know beyond raising the money that we try to raise and and beyond that we we really just want to raise the awareness for what it really is and and how you know truly amazing the work they do there is and and what it means for these children that that don't have another outlet um so that's definitely one of the biggest parts and then you know I, i mentioned it we definitely try to you know find a competitive game where where we could have a lot of fun as a team while also you know hopefully you know raising a lot of money for for this organization um, it's not something that that is easy and it's something that we definitely want to continue to grow. But at the end of the day, again, these children don't have another outlet. They don't have anywhere to turn to to find that, you know, that that little bit of light. You know, they don't see it all the time. And, and being able to help give them that light is something that, you know, as a program and, you know, as a as a team, we're really excited to do. Yeah, no doubt. I did, actually, I did not know that was an entire conference uh, thing to, to make a wish games. Yeah, sorry, I, I probably probably worded that incorrectly. At Cortland, we tried to make it a conference thing, and okay. you know, Oswego does a lot of a lot of uh, fundraisers of their own, so it just didn't fully click with the whole league. But once I got here, we made it a, a Morrisville Cortland thing. So you know, this year we play a back to back, and we'll be doing it. You know, you know, back to back days. Their Make a Wish game, our Make a Wish game. Next year, we're going to do the same thing. Um, you know, again, it. it it's about the kids. It's about trying to raise money for them. So, you know, building that awareness that this is a great weekend in whole, but obviously this is fantastic for us as a program and getting people into the game and, and getting the community involved is, is big on our end. Oh, no doubt about it. And is there a way like on online or social media for people to make a donation who say can't make it to the game? 
Oh yeah, for sure. So if you go on to our, our Instagram, which is uh Morrisville W I H, mm-hmm. um, we will be posting on our story, some baskets that we're going to be raffling off throughout the week. Um, so if you have any interest in, in buying any raffle tickets, you just shoot us a quick DM and, uh, we'll, you know, kind of get that going. Um, if you do want to make any donations, again, my biggest recommendation would be to, uh, reach out to us via Instagram, um, or email me privately, which my email is on our website. Um, so definitely something that you can find and, and we can get that going. You know, anything is, anything is appreciated at the end of the day, it costs uh, $10,000, to make one kid's wish come true. And if we could even put a dent into that, that is our overall goal. Um, you know, we've already raised, you know, near and about $1,500, $2,000, and we haven't even hit the actual game yet. So uh, we're definitely moving in the right direction. Um, and for anyone listening, if this is something that you are interested in donating to, we would greatly appreciate it. And I'm sure everybody within Make-A-Wish would appreciate it as well. Oh, absolutely. We'll put all that information, including your email address in the liner notes for the show as well. And we're, we're going to push all that for you, too, because this is such, such a great thing you guys are doing. And even, like, the men's team tonight is having the uh, the center state game against Potsdam. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, our girls are excited for the game. Uh, we're all going to be here, you know, with their SUNYAC schedule. They play Wednesday, Saturday still, so we get to make a lot of their Wednesday games, which is pretty nice. Um, and that this is their second annual center state game. So last year, from what I've seen and what I heard, it was a massive hit, and uh, – you know, this year it's they're expecting the same thing. So uh, definitely within the two hockey programs, getting into the community is a is a big deal for us. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you guys also, of course, share the facility with the the Center State Youth Hockey. Uh, I see you are also a coach at the Iceplex Hockey School. Sorry, what was that? Uh, you are also a coach at the Iceplex Hockey School. Yeah, yeah. So over the summer, we're going to be doing um, some camps and clinics uh, with the younger kids. And and uh, again, anybody listening to this podcast who, who has interest in signing up, uh, you know, we're going to have myself. Um, I believe Monica might be there, uh, but definitely uh, Kevin Krogel with the men's team and and uh, his assistant coach Ryan. So uh, we're pretty excited to get that going and, and get our foot stepped in with their, uh, you know, kind of helping out and, and getting with those clinics and stuff like that. Absolutely. Like I said, we'll put that information in too. Uh, Coach, again, thank you for taking the time to come talk to us. We, we really appreciate it, and you're doing wonderful things out there at Morrisville. Yeah, no, hey, listen, I really appreciate you guys having me and, and uh, you know, appreciate everything you guys were saying and, and all the help that you guys are going to give us with the Make-A-Wish game and, and everything like that. So I appreciate you guys, uh, you know, more than anything else. Absolutely. And anything we can do, just please let us know, and we will make sure that we get out there for some Morrisville women's hockey games because, it, like I said, having a great season, and we want to see it continue. Awesome. We look forward to seeing you then. All right. Really appreciate it. All righty. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was Coach John Briggs from the Morrisville women's hockey team. Great things that they're doing out there. It's so nice to see programs, you know, progressing. And, and, you know, because, I mean, they did have a kind of a rough season last year. And it sounds like Coach Briggs and Coach Cahill have really got things going. So yeah, sounded good. And, and I always like to see, you know, that when, when teams get involved with the, the charities and, and the youth hockey especially, too, and, and stuff like that, it's just wonderful. Yeah. And the Make-A-Wish stuff is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I, I know a, a kid who was a, a recipient of a Make-A-Wish. Really? And it just made made it everything just you know yeah it was going through a rough time gives them something normal exactly yeah. exactly it was great all right well i think we're just about done but i just do want to mention real quick uh did you see my kid was on uh oh my all over God. social media all over she's owning social media for crying out loud good <laughs> lord <laughs> yeah so uh my wife and my my daughter madison and my daughter Haley went out to the uh, buffalo Sabres san jose sharks game 
on Monday. I yeah. couldn't go because I was, of course, at my full-time job. But, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Anyways, uh, she's been a huge Fabian Zetterlund fan <laughs> since uh, since he played in Utica. And uh, he gave her a stick and ended up giving her a practice puck. And well, just she, just the look on her face when she realizes that the stick is coming to her. Yeah. Yeah, she had no idea. <laughs> had no idea. She yeah. had no idea. So it was it, it was, was awesome. Yeah. If you want to go check that out on San Jose Sharks Media, Facebook, Instagram. They got yeah, all they, over the place. They, they videoed it and put it out. But I, I guess your wife was the other yep. angle kind so, of thing. Yeah. Yeah. She's, so she's from the back angle, but the, yep. you know, the, the Sharks social media was watching this whole thing. And they just, you know. Yeah. They, they did they a good did job it. on that. They yeah. really did. But uh, all right, my friend. Well, I think that's about all we got for this week. So, again, um, look at the liner notes for this show so you can get the information for the uh, Morrisville women's hockey team. Uh, make a wish a donation if you can. It would be wonderful. So, anyways, we want to thank Coach John Briggs once again for coming on. And for Dave the Save Warner, I'm Scott Kimball. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week on the Central New York Hockey Report podcast.